thing will happen to your whole prayer life. You won't be coming and saying, oh, God. It won't be any more of that, but Father, I just want to thank you for who you are. I just want to praise you for who you are. I want to rejoice in who you are. Yeah, I'm hurting. Yeah, if I look at the circumstance, God, it, nothing's changed. I just want to praise you for being exactly who you promised to be. Well, there's a third stage. Thank God there's a third one. This is the most exciting thing. Third stage. The third stage is perfect faith. You say, well, does that mean that my faith's going to be perfect about everything? No. Remember this now. Every single circumstance, every single request, every situation can be one of three. It can be little faith. You can approach God with little faith, great faith, or perfect faith. Here's what perfect faith is. Perfect faith is able to hear beyond what the audible sounds come from. That is, perfect faith is able to hear from God and shut out everything else. Perfect faith is able to see the invisible right through this obstacle that is so visible. Perfect faith is able to see God in every single facet of life. Perfect faith is resting faith. Perfect faith has reached the place where no matter what he or she sees, hears, feels, recalls, or thinks, there is this awesome sense of contentment and perfect peace that makes it possible to rest in the midst of turmoil and struggle and hardship and all kinds of obstacles and all kinds of sounds and sights and all the rest. Perfect faith is able to say, thank you very much. Now watch this. Little faith says, I know he can. I'm not sure he will. Great faith says, I know he can and he will. Perfect faith says, it's done. It's already done. Perfect faith says it's done. Perfect faith has the capacity to see the finished work even before it becomes a visible reality. Now, friend, that's when life gets real exciting. Because... You see, you don't have to go through all three of those stages in every facet or every time you pray. Some things are not that momentous in our life. But perfect faith says, I see the end result. I see my Heavenly Father with such clarity, and I see Him with such conviction, and I see Him with such absolute assurance that I will now operate on the basis that it's already done. And it will become a living, visible reality when my Father knows the timing is right. That's what perfect faith's all about. Now, how do I get from stage one to stage three? If I want to get there more often, I need to meditate upon His Word daily because that gets the mind of God into my heart. If I want to get on that higher level and stay there, I want to be sensitive to how God is answering little prayers big prayers, how he's operating in things that seem impossible and things that look like they're very simple. I want to be sensitive to what he's doing and looking for his ways and, and having my spiritual antennas out, looking for the evidence of God in every single aspect of my life. Then you know what happens? You'll come up against a tidal wave of awesome opposition that you think there is no way in the world. And you know what? You just stand there and look at it and watch it go right around you and never even phase you. Why? Because you've discovered 
that the sovereign God of this universe is your shield, your refuge, your fortress, your salvation. He will see you through every single circumstance of life. Father, we are so grateful that you're so patient with us while we wallow in stage number one. You're moving us on, sending us enough difficulty and hardship and trial and persecution and suffering to just move us on to level number two. Thank you for the kind of peace that you give that is beyond human comprehension. We bless you and praise you and worship you and adore you for the God that you are. And I pray for so many people who are struggling, Lord, that they might understand that you're a heavenly Father. You want the best. You've provided the best. You're waiting to give the best to those who want to trust you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for joining us today for In Touch, the teaching ministry of Dr. Charles Stanley. One way believers build faith in the Lord is by saturating our minds with the truths of Scripture. As we become familiar with how the Lord works, we're better able to confidently trust Him with whatever we encounter. To listen again, click on Today on Radio at InTouch.org. And that's where you can find out more about who God is and how you can live day by day with faith in Him. If you'd like to have a copy of Dr. Stanley's complete message, you can order it from our online bookstore. The title is The Stages of Faith. It's also included in his teaching set, Learning to Walk by Faith. Again, that's intouch.org or call 1-800-IN-TOUCH. You can write to us at In Touch, Post Office Box 7900, Atlanta, Georgia, 30357. Before you make a decision, do you ask God for wisdom? Today's Moment with Charles Stanley is coming up. Trusting God each day can be a challenge, but working to grow that trust brings greater joy and peace than we could ever find on our own. In Trusting God with Today, the 365-day devotional from the teachings of Dr. Charles Stanley, we are encouraged to believe in God's love and rest in His purpose for us. Available now at intouch.org slash today. Do you take sermon notes on the back of your bulletin, jot scripture references on the offering envelope? Start keeping things in one place, one organized place, with the InTouch Note-Takers Journal. This leather, soft journal contains 150 pages for taking notes and includes Dr. Stanley's 30 life principles. Find everything in one convenient place with the InTouch Note-Takers Journal. Call toll-free 1-800-IN-TOUCH or visit intouch.org. You're listening to In Touch. Believers head for trouble when they head away from God's plan. With a sermon excerpt from 2008, here's A Moment with Charles Stanley. God has a will and a plan for your life no matter who you are. His plan is the best plan. You cannot improve upon the plan of God who created you, created you for a purpose, has your best in mind, and whatever difficulty you and I may go through, he'll use all of that for our good.
And I think about when people have come to me and said, now here's what I believe God is saying I should do. What do you think I should do what God tells you to do? Next thing I know, they've done the very opposite thing. Oh, when somebody says, well, I've been thinking about marrying this gal, and, and let me tell you what the facts are. When they get through telling me the facts, I'm, I, my response to them is, listen, you need to run as far as you can in the other direction because that cannot be the will of God if what you tell me is true. You know what most people do? They do what they want to do. And they rationalize it and justify it and say, well, you know, what I'm going to do is, I'm, here's what I'm going to do. And I remember sitting on the porch with a guy one time, and he told me what he was going to do about his life and his marriage. And I said, well, let me just say to you, and I said it to him lovingly. I said, that is an act of pure disobedience to God. You know what he said? He said, I know it, but I'm going to do it anyway. He did it, and he married three more times. I'm saying to you, you cannot disobey God without it costing you in some way. Trying to follow God is an exercise in futility unless he's adopted you into his family through faith in Jesus Christ. Learn more at intouch.org. And if these truths are impacting your walk with Jesus, we'd love to hear your story. Tomorrow on In Touch, how can you get the people around you interested in the faith that you have? We'll hear helpful insights Thursday on In Touch, the teaching ministry of Dr. Charles Stanley. This program is a presentation of In Touch Ministries, Atlanta, Georgia, and remains on this station through the grace of God and your faithful prayers and gifts. Welcome to Breakpoint, a daily look at an ever-changing culture through the lens of unchanging truth. For the Colson Center, I'm John Stone Street. Just War Theory is one of the most significant contributions of Christianity to the wider world. And on a recent episode of Breakpoint This Week, Dr. Eric Patterson, president of the Religious Freedom Institute and a political scientist who's done extensive work on just war theory, joined me to discuss how the just war tradition can help us think through the current atrocities of Hamas and the retaliation by Israel. In fact, Dr. Patterson's new book, entitled A Basic Guide to the Just War Tradition, is the best primer on just war theory available. In our conversation, Dr. Patterson argued that governments have a God-given obligation to defend the innocent. Here's how he put it. There's a whole superstructure in the Bible on certain principles. One is governance. God created the family as a unit of governance. He created the church as a unit of governance within its sphere. And we know in the Old and the New Testament, such as in Romans 13, there's a principle of government authority to protect and defend. The Bible has a lot to say about vocations, including those called the security and foreign policy vocations. Nehemiah, Joseph in the New Testament, centurions and others. And so there's never a teaching in the Bible that Christians, that believers, are supposed to step outside of those public service vocations to protect and defend. Still, some Christians who take seriously Jesus' command to love their enemies have a hard time seeing just how that should play out when it comes to going to war. Ultimately, it is the command to love our neighbors that should ground the Christian responsibility of both individuals and governments to oppose evil through the proper channels of authority. And the love of our enemies, which Christ also commanded, should inform how we oppose evil. Inasmuch, Dr. Patterson argues, intentions matter. But I think that what the just war tradition helps us with is point, looking at Israeli politics, looking at leaders and things, and asking the question, is the reason you're doing this is out of love of neighbor, love of country, or have you strayed over this line where you are full of hate and what you really want to do is out of a out of wrath, out of hatred, out of bitterness? Whenever we dehumanize the enemy, Dr. Patterson argues, the war will devolve away from justice. 
Of course, Hamas has never seen Jews as fully human. Israel, on the other hand, has placed itself under the obligations of international law, which has been shaped by the Christian just war tradition. They've committed to be proportional in the response, though that's not measured mathematically. They've committed to treat prisoners humanely and to wage war with a view towards establishing peace in the end. These commitments impose a heavy burden on those who fight, and they stand in direct contrast to Hamas, to Boko Haram, to ISIS, and the Taliban. Their way of waging terror and warfare come, in the words of Philos Project founder Robert Nicholson, from drinking from a different ideological well, that of radical Islam. Here's how Dr. Patterson described that. The reason that we've had a half dozen coups in West Africa in the past three years is because governments there, and often friendly Christians and Muslims working together, are so dispirited that they that the West and Western-supported governments have not been able to stop the black flag of Islamic State in West Africa. We see this with the Taliban and others. I think we have a lot of examples of this type of ruthless, violent Islamism that justifies violence against its neighbors. That's why everyone, including Muslims themselves, suffer at the hands of radical Islamic ideology. Because ideas have consequences. Bad ideas have victims. Christians, however, have a different view of people, our friends and our enemies. We believe in justice and in peace. Most importantly, we believe in the Prince of Peace. May his judgment come quickly, and may Christians bear faithful witness until then. For the Colson Center, I'm John Stone Street with Breakpoint. Today's Breakpoint was co-authored by Casey Leander. For more resources to live like a Christian in this cultural moment, go to breakpoint.org.